You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 134. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I am very excited about our special guest today, Michael Stelzner, the founder of Social Media Marketing World. Now, Mike's been on my show a few times, so if you follow my podcast, you've heard me say that Mike has been a huge mentor in my life, and I won't go into the whole backstory, but when I worked with Tony Robbins, Mike wrote a white paper for the Robbins team, and Mike and I got to work on that together, kind of back and forth in terms of what he was working on, what needed to be changed, the direction we were going. So I kind of was the middleman and I got to know Mike and he kind of took me under his wing because at the time I was ready to take the leap and leave corporate. So my first big gig was with Mike Stelzner. He was working on this very unknown thing called social media examiner. And he wanted me to come on and allowed me to work on some of the projects in terms of getting the blogs together and the community and all that good stuff. At the time, it wasn't even live yet, and now it is wildly successful. And today, Social Media Examiner is probably best known for their mega hit live event, Social Media Marketing World. And we'll talk a little bit about Social Media Marketing World in this podcast, but not necessarily to promote it, but to show you how Mike is marketing Social Media Marketing World differently now that social organic reach has greatly declined. And we'll talk about that in this episode because we're going to be really real in this episode. And Mike's going to talk about the things that are no longer working with social media. And he's going to talk about the fact that there are consequences if you don't shift the way you market. The great thing is it's not all doom and gloom because he's going to give you examples of what you can do to pivot So that all these changes that are happening online today with algorithms and with the decline of social organic traffic and with the decline of people actually opening up your emails, all this stuff is changing. And Mike's going to give you some suggestions and some strategies to make sure that you are staying above the curve so that these changes won't dramatically affect the traffic to your website and the end game, the actual revenue to your bank account. We're going to address it all. So I just wanted to let you know that I'm very, very honored to have Mr. Stelzner on the show today because, as I said, he's always been a mentor of mine, and I'm a huge fan of Social Media Examiner and Social Media Marketing World. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Mike, thanks so much for coming back on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, It's my pleasure to be on your awesome show, Amy. One thing I love about how you do things is you prepare and you prep. And we got on a call before we jumped on here and we talked about where this episode could go and why it's so important. And it got me really excited and a little bit scared, to be quite honest. So I think you know what I mean by that. We'll get into all of the reality of how things are going in social right now. But I want to start right at the top. I want to ask you, social organic traffic, it's declining, especially I notice it most on Facebook, but I think it's across the board. So where do you see this heading from your experience? Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on the show. I'm pretty analytical and I like to track. 
and I like to monitor what we're doing and what's happening in the world. And every week I get an opportunity to really analyze all the news that's going on in the world of social media. And there's a scary trend that's happening right now. And recently somebody emailed me and they asked me to provide a where do you see the future going kind of things. Yeah. And I'm going to read to you what I said. It's just one short, two short sentences. It says, quote, it's scary times for the social media marketer. Slipping away are the days of organic reach. Creeping in are algorithms. And right behind them are legions of salespeople seeking ad dollars with the promise of reach. So this is what I see happening. And I'll try to describe this in the most succinct way possible. Okay. There are lots and lots of people that are on social media now. And there are lots and lots of businesses that are on social media now. And in the olden days, when we were all smaller, it was very easy to provide lots of great service to the few. So for example, if you had a hundred customers, Amy, you could probably provide a really highly customized experience for them and provide yourself to them. But once you grew to a thousand customers or even 10,000 customers, it would be harder, right? Well, what if you grew to a million customers? And then what if you grew to a billion customers? That's what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with a social network, in this particular case, Facebook, where there are almost 2 billion people that are using this thing. And there are probably tens of millions of businesses that are using this thing. And there just is no way the olden days of our content being out there because there wasn't a lot of competition are kind of gone because we are all competing for the limited mind share of a human being. And there's really only so many slots inside the newsfeed where Facebook can slot in our content. And Facebook has said, hey, it's all about friends and family because they know that's why people are on Facebook. So what does that really mean? That means that the only way to really get your business content in front of people inside the newsfeed is to do what I call the fast pass. And unfortunately, unlike Disneyland, where you get the fast pass for free, (laughs) you got to pay for it with Facebook because there's just only so many slots. They're trying to create a user experience that is going to work for people so they don't leave Facebook and jump on over to the next social network like Snapchat or whatever else is coming. And where this gets really scary, Amy, is that this is not just Google. I mean, I'm sorry, this is not just Facebook. It's also Google. Google search is being altered right now because of this new thing they have called Google AMP, which is all about mobile optimized content living on Google, Facebook instant articles, Twitter algorithms, Instagram algorithms. There are algorithms everywhere. I've been screaming, the algorithms are coming. (laughs) The algorithms are coming. And you know what? It's true because the fact is that if we look at our traffic, you've seen this, haven't you, Amy? It's going down. It's been going down for years, but it seems to be rapidly declining right now, doesn't it? It does. And it's scary. So what does the business do when we are in a world where things used to work and they don't work anymore? That's the struggle that we're all up against, right? Because, And it does call into question everything that we do, right? As a social media marketer or as a small business owner or as a marketer, part of our underline of our strategy has always been to provide valuable content on the social networks. But if no one sees it, <laughs> it's like the right. tree falling in the forest. Does it matter? You know, these are scary questions. I'm curious what your response is to all that. Well, when I hear all that, truly, because I am a natural worrier, I get worried that, my gosh, maybe I'm going to see a decline in sales because, of course, decline in traffic has to eventually equal decline in sales. I'm a little bit different because I am a heavy user of Facebook ads. So I pay for 
the traffic. And so I haven't been as affected as let's say those people that just refuse to use Facebook ads or feel that they don't have the budget to pay for the traffic. And even I use Instagram ads and you're using ads right now, right? Yes. But at the same time. Yeah. What do you say to that? You're a publisher. You're a blogger. You're a podcaster. And when you are a business that uses content to attract an audience and that content is getting harder and harder to be seen, right? Because that's one of the core strengths of what we do as marketers, right? You create a weekly podcast, you create blog posts, we do the same. And the hope is that that content draws a certain audience to us organically. And if those things are threatened, it does make you wonder whether or not we need to change because there's nothing like the rules changing to force us to change. And it is a super scary proposition. And it's particularly scary for anybody who doesn't have a lot of money to spend. And let's be intellectually honest. The advertising platforms are definitely very economical today. But for anybody who's been around for any period of time and has done Google ads, and I know you have, you know that they're not economical anymore, are they? Right. Google search ads are now like the most expensive form of advertising there is for online ads. Facebook is much more economical. Why do you think that is? I just think it's the demand. So what do you think is going to happen when businesses wake up and they all rush to Facebook ads? Do you think the prices are going going to go down? (laughs) Exactly. No, they're going to go up, right? Right, right. So the reality here is it's almost like we're having a come to Jesus moment here. Something has got to change. I'm either going to be in a world where I spend a little bit of money now, but it's going to be incrementally increasing over time, you know, and the cost of acquisition is only going to go up or something absolutely has to change. And we've had it good for a long time, Amy. We have, I mean, truly. But now, now things are different. And I think that it's still not too late to wake up and realize that something has to change. True, because this feels like a grim reality. But the great thing is that you have been very aware of these changes most likely before most everybody else. That's something that I've noticed about you. You've had your eye on this for a while now. And I want you to talk about how Social Media Examiner is preparing for these types of changes and what you've done about them. Well, here is the deal. Every business has some sort of objective. One of the objectives that we have over here at Social Media Examiner is email acquisition. And the reason why growing our email newsletter list is so important to us is we know that if we can feed our audience multiple times a week with valuable content via email, a percentage of them will turn into customers. And we know that in our particular case, our most valuable marketing asset is our email list. Is that similar to you, Amy? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So if the email list is absolutely essential, then the real question is what can we do to make sure that we are improving and increasing the rates at which we are getting people to opt into our email list. So one of the things that we have been doubling down on recently is something called conversion rate optimization. It's known as CRO. And the idea here is that if you start tracking how much traffic you get to your site, and then you track how many emails you get, you just do the percentage, right? You divide the number of emails by the tra- by the number of unique visitors and you get a percentage. And the goal is to take that percent and maybe that percentage is 1% and let's take it up to 2%. A small incremental gain could be radically huge, yes, right? Very true. I mean, how many email subscribers do you typically get in a period of time? Thousands, Okay, you know, every month. Yeah. So let's say you get 
I'm going to round up for simplicity. Let's say you get 10,000 a month, which is probably a little high. If that 10,000 is 1% of your traffic and you could increase it to 2%, you could see how you could double, right? Yes. The number of people. So at Social Media Examiner, we get about 1,000 every day. And we were getting about six or 700 every day. So all we began doing was radically testing and split testing and optimizing all the different ways that we are converting the traffic that is coming to our site into our email newsletter list. And you can Google conversion rate optimization. I'm not going to get into it, but it's as simple as experimenting with the headline on your little opt-in box, the color of the box, you know, where they click to Mm -hmm. opt in, whether you have a graphic or not all these different kinds of things. And in our case on Social Media Examiner, you cannot miss that box. It appears when you first come up on the site, it appears as you leave the site, it's on the sidebar, it's at the end of the articles, it slides in, it's all over the place. Because we know that right now is the time to to really figure this thing out because we want to grow our email list as fast as possible because the traffic that's going to be coming to our site is in decline and it will continue to be in decline. So that's one thing. The other thing is to also be thinking about email deliverability, which is something nobody's thinking about in the world of social marketing, right? Like, are our emails actually being delivered in the inbox? Right. And this is something that we've been working on extensively here at Social Media Examiner for about six months because we started to track. And, and, you know, again, are you tracking? Like, are you looking at your open rates and comparing them month over month and month over the prior year? And have they been going down? Here's another scary reality. There's a Gmail algorithm. Most people have no clue. Yeah. Talk to me about this because when you and I prepped for this call, I was thinking, what are you talking about? So talk to me about the Gmail algorithm. Well, first of all, what I suggest everybody do is go into their email list and search for at gmail.com and see how many Gmail subscribers I have on their list. It's probably gargantuously huge. Yes. Yes. And it's and whatever that number is, you probably can add another 20 to 30% on top of that number because there's a lot of people that have a dedicated domain. Like my email address ends in at socialmediaexaminer.com, but it's housed by Gmail. So what Gmail has is one of the most sophisticated artificial intelligence kind of algorithms that sniffs out all sorts of variables and tries to determine whether the email that is being sent by you, Mr. Marketer, Miss Marketer, whether that is actually spam or not. And it's extremely sophisticated, just like the Google search algorithm is extremely sophisticated. And those messages are likely not getting through, which might explain why maybe your open rates are down or maybe why your click rates are down. And I started noticing this decline and I started freaking out. (laughs) And I I started investigating this and that's when I realized there actually really is a Gmail algorithm. Just to kind of explain it a little bit, there's the promotions tab which many people are familiar with, which is kind of like in hockey, it's like the timeout when you make a mistake, you know? And then there's the actual spam, which is like the, you're never going to see it again. (laughs) Yeah. So there's two different things. There's the promotions tab and then there's the spam and you could get stuck into either one. And if you do excessive promotions, which a lot of us marketers do when we're launching products, Google could put your entire domain into the penalty box for like a month or two months, which happened to Social Media Examiner. Our emails dropped like a rocket. And we determined through a lot of testing that Gmail actually was punishing us because we were not delivering what they deemed as quality content. Now, that's no different than what Facebook does. Right, Amy? Right, definitely. So so it shouldn't surprise you that the people, the, the companies that control distribution of content have algorithms designed to ensure that only quality gets through. 
Okay. So I have to ask you then, when you realize that, what did you do differently? Well, to get out of Gmail yeah. jail. <laughs> well, it's it's complicated, but one of the first things that I did, surprisingly, was I found this really cool service called Glock Apps. And it's spelled G-L-O-C-K-A-P-P-S. And I think it's dot com, but you can just Google Glock Apps. It's a $39 a month service. It's worth every penny for any marketer. And what they do is they give you about 10 email addresses. They create custom email addresses for you with Yahoo, Gmail, and all the major email providers. And you put those email addresses on your email list. And then what they do is they give you a little piece of code that's kind of like a string of characters. And you put that in your email when you send it. And then what it does is Glock apps will test like bazillions of different variables. Like, is the sending server blacklisted? What is the reputation of the domain? What did each of these various major email providers like Gmail do with your email? Did they throw it in the promotions tab? Did they flag it as spam? What do the spam filters like Spam Assassin and all these others think about it? It's unbelievably cool, Amy. That is. I'm going to definitely look into that. So what we did was we created, we added this list to our master list. And then we also created a segment on our list. And then what we did is whenever we send a promotion, we send it to the segment first. So it goes through our normal servers. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. So we've got a segment of like just 10 subscribers and it happens to be those email addresses that they gave us. And then what we do is we wait for the data to come in and we look at it and then we tweak our emails. So what we ended up doing with our emails was we ended up stripping all the formatting out of our emails. It's very basic good old-fashioned formatting now. We ended up removing certain keywords that it turned out some of the search engines were flagging. And we were able to prove that by using certain kinds of words that actually hurt us. We actually decreased the frequency of the sends. So we used to do a daily send. Now we do three days a week. So these are the kind of things that we did in order to get back in good graces with all the email providers. Because again, our content, we need to reach the audience that we're trying to reach, <laughs> right, right? Right. And we always sing that email is the holy grail, but now there are actually ways that our email may indeed not get through. And again, if you can increase your open rates just by a couple of percentage points, that's huge, right? Yes. Because then they'll see your message and then hopefully they'll click on your message and that's how you will nurture a really loyal audience. One of the things that I think is so important is that when we're talking about the decline of social organic traffic, and I ask you, okay, so what is Social Media Examiner doing to prepare for these things and make sure that they are still being seen and heard by the people that matter most? You go to the strength of your email list, something that I've been talking about for years now, and I know you've always seen it as incredibly valuable. But also, I want to ask you, how would somebody protect themselves moving forward? So all these things we've been talking about, and really, truly, it feels like a grim reality in so many different instances, but there's ways to protect yourself. And so I want to talk to you about that as well. Okay. First and foremost, stop posting organic promotional stuff on your social platforms. Okay. Okay. This is huge. So you kind of just have to repeat it. What are you talking about? Say it again. Okay. Never <laughs> promote ever on Facebook unless it's got an ad behind it. Okay, that is really big. And this is we have stopped. I've we have doing. stopped. So we have stopped, stopped completely. Altogether? We've stopped for almost a year. Because look, Facebook actually is watching everything we're doing. Does that surprise anyone? No. And when they see all you do is promote yourself and it's obviously a product that you're selling, they're gonna punish you. So we have stopped 
organically promoting anything. It's always an advertisement now. So what's okay. left on Facebook is just our free content. So that's a big one. I also don't promote directly on social media or very, very rarely. I noticed that you guys had stopped doing it for a while now. So that's a big eye opener. Okay, keep going. All right. Other things that you can do to promote your, to, to protect yourself and, and some of this stuff is mindset stuff. So for those of us that have been doing marketing for any period of time, a lot of us get in this trap of we're only successful if we're delivering higher quantities of whatever number we care about than we did in a previous period of time. So for example, our page views on our website must go up, not be flat or go down. And if they're going down, it's our fault, right? Yes. Or we need to get more clicks, right? On our organic posts or something is wrong with us. Yes. They got to go up, right? So we've got this mentality that good is only up and anything less than up is bad. And I think that we need to accept that that is no longer a true reality. Because if, going back to sports again, if I was a pitcher and I threw, I don't know, 120 mile an hour fastball, and I knew I could do it every time, but then all of a sudden it was raining and the rain, I could not stop. And my fastball went down to 90 miles an hour because something completely beyond my control was slowing down the ball. No matter what I do, I'll never get back to 120. So this is the analogy I think people need to realize is that the, the game has changed. And because the game has changed, you're not going to get back to where you were before. And what so many people do is they fall into another mistake, which is they say, well, therefore increase the frequency, <laughs> pull out the machine guns, <laughs> right? And they post yes. 20, 30,000 times a day, right? Because they say, well, if one's not getting through, then maybe I'll throw 30,000 with the hope that two get through. Don't do that. Stop doing that. That's not going to work either. I think we just need to accept the fact that there are systems that are working to make sure that that does not work. So whatever little tweak that you figure out to game the system, it's only going to work for a little while until the computers figure out a way to work around that. So we need to realize that it's not about high quantities. It's about the right quality. And this is a fundamental shift in mindset. So I've often said I would rather have a thousand super quality people visiting my website than a million horrible quality people. Because in the end, the quality people are the ones that convert to what I care about, which is becoming a customer and funding everything that I do. And I think that it's about time that people understand it's more about the right traffic and not about the most traffic. And that's big because in a world of online marketing where people are saying, well, my list is 200,000 people or my list is this or that, or I have this many visitors to my website every month. Now I look at those and think, who cares if obviously if they're not converting? And I love what you said about stop comparing your numbers to maybe what they used to be. And I know one of your solutions is starting to do things differently. And one of the things you do differently now is you have a live show. Yeah, let's Facebook. talk about that. Well, on Facebook and something else, and I always forget the name of it. What is it? Break it down for me. Huzza. So <laughs> yeah, Huzza, H-U-Z-Z-A That's such a weird word, but okay. Trust me, it is. I get it. <laughs> so we need to accept the fact that it's going to be harder to break through than the masses. And if we accept the fact that it's harder to break through than the masses, then we need to ask ourselves, how can I connect with the, with the smaller subgroups that are the most valuable to me? And one of the things that we discovered quite by accident was that producing a live show 
on social was actually super powerful for us. We started on Blab a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. And now we've moved because Blab has gone out of business. We're on a different platform called Huzza.io, H-U-Z-Z-A. And we get maybe 100 to 160 people live coming on every week listening to our show. And our show is called the Morning Social Media Marketing Talk Show, where we only talk about what happened in the last week in the news of social media. And the people that come to the show are marketers that need to keep up on this stuff. But guess what? We found, Amy, this 100 to 150 people were very influential people. These were people that had audiences of their own. These were people that actually would take what they learned from our show and they would go produce their own show. <laughs> and it turned out that these were the exact kind of customers that we wanted to be in front of. These were the people that bought tickets and came to our conference. So, you know, what we realized very quickly was even though we have a monstrously big audience of millions, that this small little sub audience serving them every week with super value was so instrumental to our business and so powerful for us. And by the way, doing a live show every week also helped our business too, because we could make everything that we were doing behind the scenes better because we interpreted what was happening in the news. Yes, so it's just made us better all around. So most people might look at this and say, why would a business as big as yours serve such a tiny little audience every week? Well, guess what? They're the most important audience that we can get in front of. And for us, okay. that's why. That's big. So we need to stop here for a moment and just really reiterate the importance here. You could have let ego get in the way, which many of us entrepreneurs have done, where you might have said, less than 200 showing up live, this isn't worth it to us, considering you have a humongous email list and a huge audience on social media. But instead, you looked at those numbers and thought, these people are those that are the most interested, most engaged probably sharing your content like crazy, using your content, talking about you other places, like you saw the value. And they, and there are customers by the way, too. Customers. And that makes a huge difference right there. So I feel like I know this show is not about mindset, but there is a mindset shift to be had here and not let your ego get in the place of you're looking for big numbers. So 200 people on a live show, isn't going to be worth it to you. It's incredibly worth it to you. Yeah. Let me explain a little bit more about what we do because I think people might find it interesting. So what's cool about Huzza is they allow one button click to go live to Facebook. So we have, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of fans on our Facebook page, but it's a lot. So what we do on Huzza is we actually simulcast it on Facebook and we get thousands watching on Facebook, but here's the deal. Facebook gives us analytics and so does Huzza. So at the end of a show, we will have about four or 5,000 people that watched it on Facebook and a couple hundred that watched it on Huzza. But here's the key. The people that watch it on Huzza, they stay for 39 minutes. The people that watch it on Facebook, they stay for less than a minute. Okay. What's that about? Well, what the heck? first of all, it's a morning show, right? So it's 8 a.m. Pacific that we broadcast the show. So a lot of people are on Facebook on their mobile device and we are interrupting their normal patterns, right? By bringing a live show to them and they may not have time to sit down for a full hour and watch a show on their mobile device. So our goal is to use Facebook as a way to evangelize Huzza. So the hope is that they will get on over to Huzza. And then what we tell people is we say, please put us on your Google calendar. And we have a link, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live, where they can add us to their Google calendar. And we actually have about a thousand people on an email list in Huzza that get emailed every week and are reminded a half an hour before we go live, And then we have lots of people that have it on their Google calendar. So people are making this a regular 
part of their weekly living, if you will. So we look at Facebook as just simply the way that we get the word out that we happen to have a show on Huzza. Does that make sense? It does, definitely. So we're growing that viewership every single week, and we don't care that it's so small because it's so important to what we do. Incredibly important. I feel like at Social Media Examiner, you've done a lot of things to change the way you put your message out there and also how you market and sell your different products. Now, one of your biggest products is Social Media Marketing World. And I've noticed, and you've told me, that you are promoting this much differently than you have in years past because of all these changes we're talking about here. So I thought it would be really cool to make this incredibly detailed and actionable if you could break down a little bit what you're doing differently because of all the changes you're seeing. But you probably should start out with telling people a little bit what social media marketing world is, and then we'll talk about how you market it differently. Well, thanks. First of all, everybody that's listening probably has something that they're selling. And I'll explain what we're selling, but think about what you're selling and just ask yourself if it's true that the algorithms are changing and that we cannot get as much exposure and that there's all this craziness going on, then then something has to change in the way that we do promote because we all need to promote because if we don't promote, we don't sell. So right. I'm going to share what, what we do. Social Media Marketing World is our physical conference in San Diego. 4,000 marketers next March, really kind of our creme de la creme premium product that people are pretty fanatical about, to be honest with you. So that's what the product is. It's, it's just a conference, okay? But it's not just any conference. But it's not easy to sell this product because this is not an inexpensive product. And, you know, when you decide to invest in something like this, it's more expensive than the cost of the ticket because you got to travel, you got to buy the hotel. You know what I mean? So this is like something that's a complex sale. So one of the things that we decided to do and we're always doing is we're saying, all right, how do we need to play ball now that the rules have changed? And one of the things that we did very early on, which is kind of fun, is, well, actually, I want to start with the podcast. We learned that a lot of people listen to podcasts that show up at the conference. And a lot of people listen to your podcast, Amy. And I'm going to say that I think podcasts are the last frontier where there is no barrier between you, the host, and you, the audience. There's no algorithm on iTunes. There's no algorithm in these players that everybody has. It's like the one medium where on YouTube, you know, not all your stuff is going to be seen. On email, it's not all going to be seen. On social, it's not all going to be seen. But on podcast, everyone who's subscribed is going to get it. Whether yes. they listen to the whole thing or not is a different question. But first and foremost, I strongly advocate for being involved in podcasting in some capacity. So in our case, we're going to begin this year, me being more of a guest on other people's shows to talk about not social media marketing world, but to talk about whatever value I can bring to that audience. And the hope was that if I do that strategically on enough shows that I will be able to convince some people to check out more about me. So that's one of the strategies that we're implementing. But another thing that we did, Amy, which is something that's pretty innovative, as of the week of this recording, we have an email going out to all of our 520,000 email subscribers promoting our podcast and why they ought to listen to the podcast. And we have a cool testimonial in that email about someone who listened to the podcast and got a job at a major brand. 
It's a really cool email. And we are sending this email out the week before we actually launch the promotion for Social Media Marketing World. Why? Because we know that if we can get people to subscribe to the podcast, they will end up discovering more about us and may likely want to check out Social Media Marketing World. I like it. And in that podcast, I say, you want to subscribe and you want to hold on because I've got two awesome guests coming. One of them is Amy Porterfield. (laughs) Okay, I like it even more. (laughs) And the other one is Robert Cialdini, who wrote the book Influence, who coined the word social proof. So I'm getting people, I'm providing a totally free like incentive for people to want to get on the podcast with the hope that they will become new subscribers, knowing that down the road, I'll have a chance to mention the conference to them. So that's the first thing that I'm doing. The second thing that I'm doing is something we decided to do almost a year ago, which is what we're doing on our Instagram account. On Instagram, it's instagram.com slash smexaminer. And we have lots of pictures because we're a conference. So we just decided to start taking those pictures and putting quotes on those pictures. And because we're an event, we have all the recordings from all the sessions. So we're scrubbing through the recordings of the sessions and we're listening for cool, tweetable points, you know? And we're also scrubbing the tweets that happened from the conference and looking at the most retweeted tweets for the different speakers. And we're taking those words and putting those on top of a picture of the speaker. And then we're animating them. So we're kind of creating like mini movies, you know, where the words are animated on. And that's exclusively what we do on our Instagram account. Every day we publish these kinds of things. And we've grown, you know, to tens of thousands of followers on Instagram from very few exclusively by doing this. But where it gets really exciting, Amy, is we don't just stop there. We take some of the best of the ones on Instagram and then we publish them over on a small Facebook page we've got for our event. And this is an interesting thing. Like we have a special page on Facebook for our product, which is something that's unusual. Not everybody does that. And I don't know if you've heard that before or not. Have you? So you have a social media marketing world Facebook page. Correct. Facebook.com slash social media marketing world, literally. (laughs) Okay. And on that page, we republish the stuff that we published on Instagram. And we've grown that page from almost nothing to a little over 2,000. But that's awesome because it's exclusively about social media marketing world. Right. When you get more specific about what the page is, it doesn't matter that you have hundreds of thousands of people there because there's a very specific reason you want them to be there. Yeah. And and you know what? We're growing and nurturing that page year round and we're going to advertise to that page because we know that the people that are following that page were likely either attendees of social media marketing world or people that are interested in social media marketing world. But this is where it gets kind of exciting. We go from Instagram to this small Facebook page. And then once a week, we pick one of the best ones from this small Facebook page and share it to our big Facebook page, which is Social Media Examiner. So that allows all of a sudden these views to get a lot more views, these videos to get a lot more views and a lot more shares. And then people that like these videos end up coming back and liking this smaller page. So it's a kind of a crazy strategy to go from a bunch of still photos to a cool little animation on Instagram. And then over to a small Facebook page and then to a big Facebook page. But we do this all the time. And the only branding that there really is there is a little logo in the bottom right-hand corner of these images that say social media marketing world. So what we're doing is we're really creating quote graphics, you know, with cool quotes that people love to share. But when they share that stuff, they're sharing social media marketing world. 
So just to be really clear, these posts that you're doing, and I know you said this, but I want to make sure people really understand these posts that you're doing, that you're animating, they are not saying, come buy a ticket to social media marketing world. They're sharing content of former speakers and people that will likely be speaking there again so that you're sharing content, but it all ties back to social media marketing world. Yeah. Like I'm sure we've done this for you, Amy. And I don't know if you've seen one. Yeah. We probably had a picture of you up on the stage, excited, yep. and then we had a cool quote, which were actually your words over the top of that picture, and yes. they were slightly animated. So the idea is we're showcasing someone to our audience that they likely know who that person is, something they said, which was had an impact on the audience, and that's getting shared all over the place and liked gotcha. all over the place. And we're using those quotes, if you will, to grow up are following with a very specific objective. Our Instagram page and our very small Facebook page are now targetable audiences that we can target with advertising for our conference. So many good strategies. I love that you are thinking of new ways to market based on all of these changes you've been seeing, but also you're always still putting out amazing, free, valuable content, which is so incredibly important. And I think so many of us want to rush to the promotion, but that's exactly not what you're doing. So yeah, it's subliminal really. Like when they see our logo all over, when people see and hear people talking about our conference, that's the best kind of marketing there is, you know, it's like subliminal almost, right? Yes. And that's what you want. You know, you want that little piece of branding to go along with that quote graphic so that it gets shared all over the place. So when we talk about all these changes that you're seeing and the experiences you had with making tweaks and pivots in your marketing to make sure you're adapting to these changes, if someone's listening, and a lot of my listeners, they are small businesses, they are entrepreneurs doing business online, usually with online training courses, programs, or products, or services, and they're thinking, okay, so where do I start? What do I do? What's something that I could take action on right away to make sure that I'm paying attention to what's changing and actually adapting to it in my own business? Because we gave them a lot of ideas, but what would you say to somebody that came to you and asked that question? Well, I would say start doing live Q&As. If you have a course, do live Q&As on Facebook, right? With your iPhone or whatever, and just start taking questions. At the beginning of the live Q&A, because remember, it turns into a video when it's all done, say something like, Today's Q&A is brought to us by the Amy Porterfield, best course in the world, whatever you call it, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and then throughout the Q&A, you say, okay, hey, before I get to the, the next questions, and there's a lot of them, I just want to remind you folks that we have a sale going on. And if you love what you're hearing here, you might want to consider the course. So there's nothing like coming live to your audience and actually sharing with them some value from your brain. And the hope is that they'll share that, you know, and you can ask for that share when you're live as well. Another thing you can do is you can take quotes from your course and make quote graphics, right? Yeah. Some people have courses where it's just them and other people have courses where it's other people that are teaching, you know? So regardless, you can still create quote graphics and animate them using cool little tools like Ripple, R-I-P-L, and create all sorts of cool little things that people might be willing to share. Because the things that we're doing at Social Media Examiner could be exactly the same things that you're doing. Are you over-promoting on your social channels organically? Maybe you should stop. You know, maybe you should just take a small amount of money and only promote, for example, on your Facebook page if you're going to put a little bit of money behind it. I mean, these are just all the kind of things. And I think the most important thing is, do you have an email acquisition strategy? I mean, if you don't, you need to get on it. And if you do, you need to get it better. Trust me, no matter how good you think it is, it can be improved. 
I thought that we had the best. I really did until I started working with a guy named Chris Daly, who I'm going to be interviewing on my podcast. If you listen to the social media marketing podcast, when this comes out, you might be able to find a actual podcast on conversion rate optimization. And you should listen to that because there's all sorts of cool little experiments that you can run, you know, split tests, if you will. And it's not something that you have to be like an expert to figure out how to do this kind of stuff. But small increases in the growth of your email list could be gargantuous, Amy. And I think that a lot of people just don't even think about that because they're so focused on creating content and sharing it on social. I totally agree. And I have to say, I am really looking forward to speaking again at Social Media Marketing World. What are the dates? I know it's in San Diego, but what are the dates for 2017? March 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And I will just say that on the first day we have, and by the way, with your ticket, you get all this. We have free workshops. So most conferences, you pay for the workshops, you get them included. And we're going to have a workshop on conversion rate optimization and all this other kind of stuff. And then we have a party on an aircraft carrier, which is kind of (laughs) fun. Which is a lot of fun. And then the next two days are all the sessions and the keynotes and everything. So it's pretty much a three-day event now. And if you get your ticket early, you can get a pretty good smoking deal. But yeah, it's it's an incredible conference. We expect to have 4,000. We had 3,000 there in 2016. We expect to have 4,000 there in 2017. And we're stoked. We're working it right now. And we have an amazing lineup. And you're obviously one of them. So we're super blessed to have you, Amy. I can't wait. And here's what I will say. I tell everybody that Social Media Marketing World is the best networking event out there. So people will say, Amy, if I could only attend one event this year. And I want to make sure I network and I want to make sure I stay current as to what's going on online and with social media. I always say, hands down, social media marketing world is the event you want to go to. Plus it's incredibly fun. And here's one thing that I will say about this event. Mike and his team pay close attention to the quality of their speakers. I've been to many events where I show up and think, how did this person get invited to speak here? This is not valuable whatsoever. That is never going to happen at Social Media Marketing World because he definitely has his speakers put in the time, energy, and effort to be prepared before we get on stage. So you will get top-notch speakers for sure. And there's tons of different tracks depending on what you're most interested in. And you get all the recordings, which is kind of cool. That is very cool. So because there's so many tracks and so many things you'll want to go to, when you can't go to one, you're going to get the recording of it, which makes it incredibly valuable. That's just worth it right there alone. If you want to learn more about Social Media Marketing World, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash world, and you'll get all the details and learn about the speakers and location dates and workshops and all that good stuff. So amyporterfield.com forward slash world. If you sign up early, you get the best pricing. There's no doubt about that. So definitely, if you're interested, take action right away. Mike, thank you so much. It's always truly a pleasure and a major education when you come on the show. So thanks for being here. Amy, it's my pleasure. And I just want to say to those that are freaking out right now, you know what? It's okay. We're going to work our way through this. Yes, (laughs) you know, exactly. And I know it's scary, but the good news is you're getting this message early and hopefully you're going to make these changes and hopefully talk to a lot of others and network with others who are trying to figure this whole thing out because there's huge communities out there. So we will get through this, but things are changing and it's time to wake up and really get a grip on this stuff. And I'm super blessed that I was able to come on your show, Amy, and share my thoughts on this. Always happy to have you. Thanks again. 
So there you have it. I hope you found this interview with Mike very valuable. I know at times it felt like a little overwhelming, a little bit of doom and gloom, but at the same time, I never want to come at you with just the bright, shiny, good stuff and never be honest about how things are changing and how they truly could affect our businesses if we don't pay attention. What I loved about this interview is that Mike went into detail about email marketing and the fact that if you want to make some changes right now and you want to really start paying attention to what's happening, do more live sessions like Facebook live or Insta stories. And it's a great way to put yourself out there, let your audience see you and hear you, but it's a really easy way to promote without being overly salesy. And as we've learned those posts that tell people to click and go to your sales page, do not work on social media. I've kind of been saying that they never really work, but if they work just a little back then, they're really not working now. So if you want to promote, you definitely want to look into advertising, of course, but also I think live video that then becomes replays on Facebook for sure is a really great way to mix free, valuable content as well as promotion. And so it's something that I would love for you to look into. So once again, I am a huge fan of social media marketing world. I would love to see you there in March of 2017. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash world to learn all about it. Thanks for being here. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.